Welcome to my channel and podcast. Today I will be reading a lot of verses from the Bible, but you will see why I'm doing that because it explains the title of the video beautifully. And um, without any further ado, I will be reading John 4, starting at the seventh verse, and I think I'm reading down through 40, but it goes pretty quickly and it's a very interesting story. So without any further ado, let's get into it. Soon, a Samaritan woman came to draw water and Jesus said to her, please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you knew the gift God has for you and who you were speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But, but sir, you don't have a rope or a bucket, she said, and this well is very deep. Where would you even get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoy? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh bubbling spring within them, giving them eternal life. But sir, the woman said, give me this water, then I'll never thirst again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Go and get your husband, Jesus told her. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. Jesus said, you're right, you don't have a husband, for you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man you're living with now which speaks about shacking up, You're certainly, you certainly spoke the truth. Sir, the woman said, you must be a prophet. So tell me, why, why is that you, you insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship, while we Samaritans claim it is here in Mount Gershom, where our ancestors worshiped? Jesus replied, Believe me, dear woman, the time is coming when no longer matter whether you worship the Father or on this mountain or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know very little about one you worship, while we Jews know all about him, for salvation has come through the Jews. Through the Jews. But the time is coming indeed. It's here now. When true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, the Father is looking for those who will worship him in that way. For God is spirit, so those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. The woman said, I know the Messiah is coming, the one who is called Christ. When he comes, he will explain everything to us. Side note, Jesus probably is saying, I just explained everything to you. But anyway, then Jesus told her, I am the Messiah. Just then his disciples came back. They were shocked to find him talking to a woman, but none of them had the nerve to ask, 
What do you want with her? Or why are you talking to her? The woman left her water jar beside the well and ran back to the village telling everyone, come and see the man who told me everything I ever did. Could he possibly be the Messiah? So the people came streaming from the village to see him. Meanwhile, the disciples were urging Jesus, Rabbi, eat something. But Jesus replied, I have a kind of food you know nothing about. Did someone bring him food while we were gone? The disciple asked each other. Then Jesus explained, My nourishment comes from doing the will of God who sent me and from finishing his work. I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to um, skip down to verse 39 where many Samaritans believe. Many Samaritans from the village believe in Jesus because the woman said, he told me everything I ever did. So, and I'm going to stop right there. So actually, it was the Samaritan woman testimony that made them believe on Jesus Christ. And just like she has a testimony, each and one, every one of us that are saved have a testimony. If you've been healed, you have at least two testimonies. And on and on it goes. If he's brought you through a storm, you have that testimony. So it's so your testimony is very, very powerful. Just like when she went back and told the people of Samaria her testimony, they believe because he told her everything about her, yet he never met her before. So they instantly believe, and that's how powerful testimonies are. And you have one. If you're saved, you have one. If God has done other things for you, you have more than one testimony. And most of us do have more than one testimony, and they are powerful. And they are powerful to the point where they can turn hearts to Him. So don't be afraid to share your testimony and weave it in your conversations whenever you can. And because that's a great witnessing tool and it's very natural because it's your story. And can't nobody tell your story like you could tell your story. So whenever you're having conversation, especially with someone that's telling you their experiences and their problems that they're going through, then transition that. Make that transition to how you struggle with something similar or how you struggle at a time, but then you look to Christ and Christ either walk you through that experience or he instantly changed that experience for you. And it will do wonders. And you know, I know that a lot of people are nervous to go up and witness to people but you can witness to anybody, even your coworkers, and it becomes so natural that people don't pick up on that you're actually witnessing to them about Christ. They don't even pick up on that. And so you can do it in the workplace. You know, somebody's depressed. Oh yeah, I had a tough time in my life when I was going through this, but I depended on Jesus 
and he worked it out for me. He brought me through. He strengthened me through that. I just tossed all my cares. I just prayed to him, and I left it with him, and he worked it out for me, and he brought me through that storm. I, that's your testimony. You, you're not trying to press anything on them, but guess what? That either planted a seed or watered the seed. And we know that God will give the increase. So that's all I wanted to talk about this morning. I was just listening to the word of God earlier. And I thought about this. And I was like, we don't need signs and miracles to believe on Jesus nowadays. We just need the testimony of the testimonies of the saints of God and that will turn hearts so with that being said um, continue to go out there and labor for Christ guys and pray for laborers to come in droves because the harvest is great now if you're someone out there that don't know Christ as your Lord and Savior but would like to know Christ as your Lord and Savior All you need to do is pray this prayer. As you have seen through this word today, God knows all about you and he cares all about you and he wants to be on your side. But right now, it's just you alone living your life. But you can actually have power living within you to live a better life with Christ. So with that being said, pray this prayer after me if you want Christ in your life today. Father God, I know I'm a sinner, and I know that you sent your only begotten Son to die for my sins, all of my sins. And Father God, I have realized that I cannot live this life by myself successfully and as you would like me to live. So today, I accept your free gift. I accept the free gift of salvation. Come into my life right now and change me. I give my life to you. I am yours. In Jesus' name, amen. If you pray that prayer, you are now a child of the living God. And all the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Please, please, please let me know in the comments below because I want to rejoice too. Now, to live this life, you must read your Bible as much as you can. Daily, if you can, but if not, carve out time through the week that you just sit and read the Word of God because it's going to help you in your journey in faith. And also, pray. Prayer is just a conversation with God. You are thanking Him, praising Him, asking Him for help, and um, listening to Him. That's all prayer is, a conversation. And then Jesus is your advocate. He is our oldest brother. And he goes to the Father and presents your prayer. So don't be afraid to cry out before the Lord. Because he's there for you. He loves you. And he wants you to come to him. Okay, y'all. I'm going to leave it right here. Thank you for watching this video. Please help me share the gospel, the word of God, and encouragement and information by liking, commenting, and sharing this video. Thank you for watching, and you guys have a blessed day. Bye.